Welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore a Swatch Watch, was crazy about Max headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the very first Pop Ninja podcast. I'm Patrick Bennett. And I have my co-hostess with the mostest, Lisa Everest, joining me over Zoom. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Good. It's awesome. I guess the first thing we should do is let the listeners know a little bit about us since this is our first podcast. My name is Patrick Bennett. I'm in southwest Louisiana in the city of Lake Charles. I'm an independent filmmaker, a photographer, and a huge movie and TV buff, especially movies of the TV and TV shows from the uh, 70s and 80s. In fact, I've been told by a few people over the, the years that I'm stuck in the 80s, and uh, I don't think that's really a bad thing. I love going to film festivals and Comic-Cons, and I collect movie posters, lobby cards, press kits, vintage toys, uh, movie prop replicas, and just a whole lot of other stuff. Uh, also like uh, classic rock, 70s muscle cars, and cheesy, low-budget B-movies. So. All right, Lisa, that's enough about me, probably too much, but uh, now let's hear your grand introduction. Okay, well, I like, che- I like cheesy B movies too, but um, Sweet. I didn't know we were going to, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, I grew up in uh, Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, home of Groundhog Day awesome. uh, with Punxsutawney Phil. Okay, that's, I lived there my whole life. Um, I graduated from Punxsutawney Area High School in 19, class of 1986. Um, I love growing up there. Um, it was just the best, it was the best like small town to grow up in. Um, I went to a a school um, right after high school to learn how to be a travel agent, like a tourism school. And then I worked in Richmond, Virginia for a year at a 24-hour travel agency. And then later I worked at, uh, for Gateway Travel in Huntington, Pennsylvania. And that's where I met my husband, Jimmy. Um, we've been together 31 years. Um, we've been married 28. We have a uh, we have one son who's 27. His name's Jordan. And I forced him into watching all my 70s and 80s stuff uh, and listen to my music. So he kind of grew up like he was in the 80s, too. The first concert that he ever went to was REO Speedwagon. Cool. Um, we took him to see Van Halen when he was 14, took him to see Huey Lewis, Hollow Notes, Rick Springfield, Eddie Money, Toto. And, and he actually wanted to see Rush in concert for his 20th birthday, which... I didn't even know anything about Rush. I mean, I, I only knew one of their songs. So well, Tom he Sawyer. learned about them. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he learned about them playing Guitar Hero. So um, that was, you know, his his 20th birthday was that. So I, you know, you know, I, I, I we went but because we forced him to see the other ones. But, you know, Rush was never my, that was actually their last um, concert they did too. So I guess I'm, I'm lucky I get, got to see them. But I just remember Getty Lee from Bob and Doug McKenzie you know, oh, yeah. in the eighties. So, um, the great white North stuff. So, um, I was an antique dealer for some years and then we opened the Briar Rose bed and breakfast in 2006 and we worked on it for four years. And then we opened it on April 1st, uh, 2006. So 
that's that's me in a nutshell. So cool. Well, so, Lisa, yeah, you you and I have known each other for about fifteen years or more, and uh, but but we've never actually met, which that's crazy. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you want to tell the listeners um, how we came about knowing each other? Yeah, we we met on this '80s message board. I think it was I think it was back before I even moved to where I'm at now. I think it was maybe two. 2001 or 2002 um, because I know I was going to do this big party here in 2004 and invite all these people that we met off there. I met some of uh, one of my best friends I met on there too. And my friend Gail, we met on the, the rewind too, but, um, but we met on there. It was um, an eighties message board. I think it started out as um, the karate kid stuff, I think. And then it branched off into the eighties and then we were on there like for years, we used to all like hook up on there and talk. And and this was like, wasn't this before Facebook? Yeah, it was definitely before Facebook because I was like um, only talking to people on the rewind. And then when Facebook came out, like, other people, other, like, I want to say like normal people, like that weren't, weren't <laughs> part of, you know, other, our, our whole thing, you know, like would say like, go, you know, go on Facebook. But, um, but I, 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 I was kind of leery, you know, about what Facebook was. So I, cause I was just used to talking to all the people that were on the rewind, but anyway, but my name on there was ISIS, you know, on the rewind. That was my, like, like, you know, code name avatar name and i picked that name because i love the 70s tv show the secrets of isis yeah i was going to say you better clarify why you were called isis (laughs) because because yeah when i joined the rewind uh there was never a uh, no link to a terrorist organization at that time so um it was just a 70s tv show that was like my favorite as a kid and I, I had no idea at the time when I joined the Rewind that I was ever going to like meet any of the cast members of the show. And then eventually um, I, I got to uh, meet Joanna Cameron that played Isis and I was her personal assistant at a comic con in Baltimore. And then it just, and then, and then, and then I, you know, got to meet, and then we can kind of like go into that later about how I know all the people because some of them are going to be guests on our show here soon so um but you were what and what was your what was your name on bionic bigfoot right (laughs) and that's what I I keep wanting to call you bigfoot too so um (laughs) yeah it's like I'm talking to bigfoot yeah um so yeah and because you loved the six million dollar man right 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 yeah and that was one of his big villains he fought there was the bionic bigfoot so I know. I loved it. I love, I love that sh- both of those shows, the bionic uh, woman and the $6 million man. And, and I loved the bionic dog too. So um, <laughs> I was right there with you. So, so, um, so you're going to explain to everybody about what we're doing here with this pop ninja stuff too, yeah, right? Okay. Tell yeah. Them. yeah. If anybody's wondering why the name is pop ninja and what it means, well, well, pop stands for pop culture and well, a ninja is just, well, super awesome you know it's a ninja so the title pretty much means just uh, awesome pop culture and i started yeah, there's a the, lot of ninjas uh, running around in the, yeah. in the 80s remember <laughs> oh yeah 80s that was crazy for ninjas and yeah. uh, anyway yeah. I, I started the pop ninja website and a facebook page about uh, i guess it was in 2012 and um i just did it as a creative outlet for myself to talk about movies tvs uh games uh music entertainment news stuff like that and I ended up letting the URL go for the website because uh, I just got too busy with work and stuff to keep it up. But, uh, but since we're doing this podcast now, I decided to bring the website back. So it'll be launched at the same time as, as this. 
So it'll be popninja.net anyway. Uh, but that's what Pop Ninja is. And uh, we're, we're kind of focusing with the uh, podcast more on just the 70s and 80s. But uh, that's enough about that. Let's just get on to uh, this. You mentioned you had a bed and breakfast. And uh, I, I know from talking to you that it has an 80s connection. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, so we opened on April 1st, 2006, because I love the 80s horror movie, April Fool's Day. It's like my it's it's my favorite 80s movie, really. Awesome. And I technically I never actually saw it in the 80s. So um, I don't know if I admitted that to anybody until now. But um, I think I saw it right around the end of the 90s, maybe even early 2000s. But I loved it. And I loved the a whole idea of a group of friends going to this cool house for the weekend. And then then things start happening to them. So I said, I've, I, um, I've got to meet some of the cast, you know, like Deborah Foreman who played Muffy and I have talked to Ken Olin and he even mentioned me in a interview he did on a 30th anniversary of the movie. And he said about me having a bed and breakfast in Pennsylvania. And he said that I was such a huge fan of the movie. And I've talked to Deborah Goodrich and Clayton Runner and I've autographs from four of the cast members and I highly recommend people watch it if they never saw it. So, um, awesome. That's my connection to my bed and breakfast with a movie. That's pretty cool. So why don't you tell us about you and the Lake Charles Film Festival and how you get to meet people from the 70s and 80s? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. As, as I mentioned earlier, I'm an independent filmmaker. I make short films and documentaries. And, uh, you know, someday I hope to make a, a feature film. But, uh, and I'd, I had never been to a film festival in my life until the early 2000s. I had... Uh, I moved to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and uh, I found out about a film festival called the Deep Ellum Film Festival, and uh, and I went to it, and you know, not knowing what to expect and everything, but uh, I got to watch a lot of independent uh, short films from around the country, and and many of those filmmakers were there, so I got to meet a lot of them, and I uh, got to see some really cool independent independent feature movies, and I uh, got to meet some of those directors, and there were parties, receptions. Uh, like seminars on filmmaking stuff. Really, really cool. And Bill Paxton was there. He was their guest of honor that year. Anyway, it was just, just a super cool experience. That's kind of crazy that you, that's kind of crazy you mentioned Bill Paxton because Jordan was just talking about Bill Paxton to me just a little while ago about him just recently being on a, another podcast that Jordan talks about all the time. Uh, I think his name's Joe Rogan that does the podcast and he just uh-huh. had Rob Lowe on there recently. And they were just talking about, I guess Rob Lowe is a really good friend of Bill Paxton's and, uh-huh. and he was talking about um, like behind the scenes stuff in the movie, Tommy boy, and then the <laughs> Titanic and how that Rob Lowe was actually supposed to play Billy Zane's part in Titanic, oh, really? which I, never, yeah, I didn't know that. he was up for that part. I didn't know it either. And then he was saying that, um, that James Cameron took Bill Paxton down on the Titanic to eat lunch on the Titanic on, and then when they come up nine 11 and just happen. Oh, wow. So that I just, I just threw that in there since in case yeah. nobody ever listens to that podcast. Yeah. I, I've never heard this. I've never heard that. But when you mentioned before. Bill Paxton, that just triggered, I couldn't believe that you said that because Jordan just told me that story just yeah. like an hour ago. So, oh, awesome. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. yeah so, well, <laughs> when I met Bill Paxton, you know, it was at this uh, this whole film festival took place at a really cool art house movie theater in Dallas called the Angelica, and uh, I had the best time ever there. But anyway, uh, long story short, I moved back to Louisiana after I lived in Dallas for about nine years, and I started finding uh, the festivals in Louisiana, the film festivals that are around here, and I'd go to them. And then one day I thought, you know, uh, 
I should start one right here in Lake Charles instead of, you know, traveling all these. Why don't I just do my own? And I did. And uh, this is my ninth annual Lake Charles Film Festival. And uh, it's going to happen on uh, the first weekend of October if the, the COVID stuff doesn't shut us down. You know, we're hoping it's going to be a go, but uh, you never know. And if it does, you know, we'll just postpone it till the next year and keep going. But uh do you, do you have any celebrities lined up for it for this year? Well, or do you well, not? You can't because of the whole COVID thing, we're having a hard time to get people to uh, commit to it, you know, because we don't know right. what it's going to be like. So uh, we might need not have again. This might be our first year without a celebrity. But we'll, we'll just play it by Yeah, but you've had some, some pretty cool people. Yeah, yeah. Over the, the past nine years of doing this, uh, I've got the when – I, when I bring in a celebrity guest for each one, I, I mean, I choose my, my childhood heroes from the 70s and 80s, you know. I know. Uh, yeah. I've, I've had people I would like, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you would have uh, told me when I was a nine-year-old kid watching Saturday morning TV shows like Land of the Lost, if you would have told me that one day I'd be hanging out with Will and Holly and I'd be taking them out to eat and getting to know them, you know, on a personal level. Yeah, I, I, I would have thought you were out of your mind and you were talking crazy. I'd be like, what you talking about, Willis? You know, but, uh, <laughs> right. but it's happening, man. Uh, I've been putting on these festivals and, uh, it's just been crazily rewarding for me. I've made friends with so many of my childhood heroes. Uh, most of them I keep in touch with, you know, email, Facebook, we send Christmas card stuff, but uh, it's just been a super fun ride. I've met people, you know, like Will and Holly, like, you know, Wesley, you Kathy Coleman. Uh, I've had Jackson Bostwick from Shazam. Last year I had Michael Gray and John Davey, both from Shazam. Uh, I've had William. Cat. I know. See, you're like the the crossover episode for, of Shazam that crosses over to ISIS. <laughs> yeah, instead yeah. of ISIS crossing over to Shazam, see, you're crossing over into my territory now. There you go. Because then yeah. I'm I'm all about the ISIS stuff, and yeah. so like I'm, and that's funny because like you're like the boy version, you know, of the with the Shazam and Captain Marvel, and I'm like the ISIS version of you know the secrets of ISIS with Joanna Cameron and Joanna Pang and Brian Cutler, who are actually going to be uh, up coming guests of ours on yep. a uh, podcast that we do about Saturday morning TV. So that's going to be awesome. I can't wait awesome for that. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it, it will be because I've known them. I, I, well, I've never, I've never met Brian, but Joanna Pang has been to my bed and breakfast with her husband. And so, I mean, I, you know, and I've talked to her for years and Joanna Cameron, I've known since my son was 11 years old. So 16 years now I've known her and she, I'm actually almost, she, I think she was 53 when I met her and I'm only a year away from the age that she was when we met. So that's kind of mind boggling, but yeah. So, and we could talk about her later too, because I'm, I'm really good friends with her now. Like we, like we talk all the time and send each other Christmas cards and, you know, she lives in Hawaii. So we're on a six hour time difference, but yeah. when we can, I, I talk to her so we can, We'll talk about her later when we do the ISIS episode. But anyway, so um, so what do you miss most about the seventies and eighties? Like, what's oh, your what, wow, what, yeah. what's your everything really? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I miss the music, the movies, the TV, the, the uh, pop culture. It's just a beautiful time to grow up in. Uh, there, there, it was more, you know, more innocence and a lot less distractions. You know what I mean? Uh, I can't believe you. That's what my, that's what I'm thinking. Cause I, like, I was thinking all this stuff when we were talking about this, that is the exact same thing that I was thinking was the innocence. Yeah. I mean, we could when play that. and no distractions. We play outside all the time. And we did, you know, we, oh we my didn't, gosh, we didn't bury our faces I, in iPhones yeah. and iPads and all stuff. We, we lived, right. you know, 
Right. That's we rode exactly bikes. Exactly. Uh, we built clubhouses. Yes. We played in the yes. woods. Uh, we got oh dirty, got cuts like and scrapes. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember, uh, did, did your mom have that monkey blood stuff she had put on your cuts and scrapes? That's what we called it. It was that, that pink looking. No, it was mercurochrome. Yeah, yeah. Mercurochrome. We called it monkey blood growing up. <laughs> oh, see, now there, that's crazy. I've never heard that. Uh, I don't know. Must be a uh, southern we thing. Talking, we just, yeah, we just uh, screamed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my, yeah, my friends and I, we build uh, we build ramps. I thought you were going to be talking about. The, we, I know about the monkey bars. We played on no, monkey no. bars. Yeah, and, yeah. I fell off of those a you, lot. If you <laughs> fell off of them, then you got some monkey blood. But yeah. Yeah, okay. I remember it would knock the wind out of you. You just lay there for oh, about yeah. three minutes. Oh yeah. I know. I, yeah. Then oh you my shake God. it off. Like you and, too. Yeah. Go play it again. Yeah. Yeah. I I did it. I actually fell on my chest off the off the monkey bars and yeah. knocked all the wind out of me and laid there. And it's a wonder yeah. I could ever. You know, they didn't have to. You know take me out there on a stretcher, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, my so. friends and I, we would, uh, we'd build these ramps and we'd, we'd use them to jump, uh, ditches, you know, like evil Knievel. We would, uh, get on our bikes, pretend we were evil. And, uh, we, we I mean, we played yeah. hard every day, like yeah. after school and through the oh, summer. We did too. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, yeah, we, we were hardly in the that. house at all. We used to do that. Not, I didn't, I didn't, jump anybody in, on a bike i think my brother probably did but we used to too in, in the playground where you like had people like lay down on the grass and then you jump them like, oh with yeah your body like and, yeah, and then you'd that. be at the end and then and then you know and then it just kept getting bigger and bigger and so you just hope nobody like jumped on your yeah. head you know but yeah, yeah. so and, uh, yeah, but yeah that's that's that same thing for me like i like that's what i i miss too was like the innocence and the and how yeah. you knew everybody's you know, uh, families and, and you could trust everybody and your friends, parents were friends with your parents and oh, yeah. you knew everybody in your neighborhood. And like now where I live now, I don't, I don't know anybody. So I just miss like that, like knowing my neighbors and growing up in a small town and like, like with the movie, you know, like, like Groundhog Day in that movie, that was like my life, like in Punxsutawney, <laughs> that movie was my life. Like Bill Murray actually came to Punxsutawney, him and Harold Ramis, and they actually came to town and they went to Gobbler's Knob to do research for the film. And I said, if you, well, if you, if you watch that movie, the thing about it is that Bill Murray learns how to be a better person. He, yeah. he, he, he stays he's in the town, he gets to know everyone and everyone's really nice and friendly and he realizes like the meaning of life. And I grew up with that. You know, I, I, I never was bored. I was involved in so many activities, you know, I was in flag twirling. I was a candy striper. I was a camp counselor, had my own paper route. It was just a great town. Oh, I, and I did I a paper route too in high had school. That childhood. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Well, I was yeah. in high school too. <laughs> I used to ride my bike and I had my dog. I'd stick my dog in my paper bag and go around on my paper route. And if anybody came up to me and, and my dog would try and bite them. So it's like, <laughs> You know, um, I, I walk, I had a big dog that I walked and I had a little dog that I stuck in, in my paper bag, but yeah, I did it rain, snow, you know, whatever, sleet. Yeah. You know, hey, we, we did it. You remember in the summer after school. Did y'all have the uh, bookmobiles in the summer that would come to your neighborhood? No. I, no, I, really? I had the ice cream uh, truck, but no. Yeah, we had bookmobiles. Yeah. You know, it was like a library, like in a bus with all the books. And uh, they'd be coming no, in the neighborhood and like all the kids from around yeah. would, would, you know, they'd stop on different streets and you, you'd go and browse no. and check out books right there. They'd bring them right to your neighborhood. And uh, hey, I, I remember. No, we, uh, we just went to the library. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember a specific, uh, I was watching uh, the Luke and Laura wedding with my mom on General Hospital and we saw the bookmobile driving. I saw up. it too. Yeah. So I oh. ran out there, got my books and tried to hurry up before uh, I missed the vows, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I um, mean, everybody knew who Luke and Laura was back then. Right. You, you saw Christopher Cross like singing a song and, you know, knew, <laughs> yeah. or you heard him. I guess not saw him, but you heard yeah. him and, and she was lurking around. Yeah. That, I was a huge, my whole family watched General Hospital. I mean, my, my aunt Judy was like a diehard General Hospital fan. Um, and my mom still watches it to this day. Um, and I think if I started watching it right now, it, it, uh, you could pick up on it right where you left off like 20 years ago because it's still the same people. But I mean, I, I mean, same characters are still on, you know, but I remember that time with Luke and Laura and Robert Scorpio. I, I, I love that. And, and Rick Springfield when he was now oh, a Drake. Yeah. I was just, Rick yeah. Springfield, so, yeah. Yeah, cool. it's pretty, he, that was awesome. So. Well, Lisa. Um, so what, what? Go, go ahead. No, I was going to say like, well, okay, we, we like I know what you like you liked about it's it's just so weird that you you said this like the same thing about about you know growing up like that because we grew up in like totally separate like places I mean not even like yeah. different towns but like different parts of the country and like right. we we miss that you know that's just kind of mind blowing to me because it's like you are saying exactly what I'm thinking you know about that and I think a lot of people are are like you know, that, that will relate to this whole thing that we're doing. We'll, you know, say the same thing. Like they, they miss their, their, their community and their town and the people. And it's just, it's so different now. So that's why I think it's really cool that we can go back and talk about these things now and get, take people away from like the, the current situations. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's just go back in time. Cause it just was so much better. So, yeah. so I want to know like what, what, well, what was your favorite movie? Like, well, you know, of the, the movies, um, actually, it's kind of a tie for my favorite movie. And uh, they both came from the early, early 80s. It's uh, I, I would say my favorite movie is Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it's kind of tied with The Empire Strikes Back. The, uh, I absolutely love these two movies. I watch them often and I collect a lot of stuff from them. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's the greatest adventure film of all time. Jones! I'm gonna blow up the ark, And it will always be fun. Trust me. Raiders of the Lost Ark. And what's really cool is this is the 40th anniversary this year of The Empire Strikes Back. So there's like a ton of new uh, 40th anniversary merchandise everywhere, you know. So I'm loving that. And I hope they do the same next year for the 40th anniversary of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So uh, what's your favorite? Well, that's weird you said. I, I, Raiders of the Lost Ark is not my favorite. But um, I, did re I remember watching that with my grandma. It was like one of the last movies that we saw like before she died. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark was one of them. And um on golden pond like it was you know i just remember those we she had a one of those laser disc machines do you remember them yeah yeah but the with the big the, the big, big disc yeah it looked like a record album like a big giant like yeah and she she had those those were a couple of the movies that she had she had et and i remember one flew over the cuckoo's nest those were like some of the movies that i remember and and raiders of the lost ark at that time it was just like the special effects were just Wow, cool! But oh, yeah. my favorite movie, uh, obviously, was uh, April Fool's Day that I already mentioned. You know? <laughs> Paramount Pictures cordially invites you 
for a weekend getaway at the party to end all parties. This is the craziest party that could ever be. Don't turn on the lights because I don't want to see April Fool. Welcome to my home and lifestyles of the rich and undeserving. Join eight privileged guests who are just dying to have fun. That's like my number one. And then I love like all the horror movies of like the 80s, like, well, Halloween, Halloween, like come out in late 70s, but um, Friday the 13th, um, Prom Night, The Fog, Carrie, Cujo, Christine, you know, and then there's a couple movies that uh, probably a lot of people probably never heard of, like Silent Scream and He Knows You're Alone. Those are ones I used to sneak downstairs at night and watch them on HBO when my parents in, didn't know I was watching TV. <laughs> so um, the movie that like traumatized me as a child was Salem's Lot. Oh, and I actually, what's that actor's name? Jeffrey uh, Lewis. Yeah, that freaked me oh, yeah, out. Yeah, that, all the Clint Eastwood movies. Yeah. Yeah. He was like Clint that, that Eastwood. That scene where, yeah, he, where they hear something upstairs uh, and they go up and he's know, I didn't actually know that Jeffrey Lewis was even in that movie. I, the, the thing that scared me was the previews that were on TV for that movie when the little kid would come up, he would float up to the the window and tap on the window. Oh, I'd yeah. see the previews on TV or I'd see the picture in the TV guide. And then I wouldn't be able to, I, I'd be so, I'd be looking under my bed to see if anybody ever was a kid in my closet or. Yeah, you know, that movie terrified me. me. It terrified me to, to the point, like I was just like traumatized by it. But I didn't realize he was actually in it until I saw it this past, this past Halloween is when I, I had the guts to actually finally watch it for the first time. And I, I started watching it with one friend and then I forget, I think my tape got my my uh cd or something was scratched or something for it so i i watched halfway through it and then i couldn't believe it because i i i waited all these years you know to see it and then it goofed up and then <laughs> i went down to my friend mary's house and she actually had it and she watched it with me and i was like i just have to have somebody else in the room with me i can't watch it alone you know and it's like and then i loved it i actually loved it it was really cool like like once once you got through the beginning part with the kid, the creepy kid, and then actually David Soul's in that movie too. And, um, and uh, um, what's his name? The, bo the boy that's in it, that he, he was in a lot of stuff like in the 70s and 80s. Lance Kerwin, that's Lance his Kerwin. name, okay. I remember. Do you know who I mean though? He was, in, he, was, he was in lots of stuff like back then, like TV shows and all the after school specials and stuff. I think he was in some of those. I miss those after-school specials. I love those. Yeah, I have them. I have them on DVD. I have a lot of them. Anyway, what what about um, TV shows? Did what did you have favorite shows? Oh yeah, the I'd say uh, not just of the seventies and eighties, but my favorite TV show of all time. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna let you guess it. It started in 1974, and it ran to 1978. Five seasons. You know what it is? Five seasons. Well, it's, 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 I, don't, I think the Dukes of Hazard went into no. the 80s, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It didn't? Yeah. Well, I, I, consider, okay, so I consider this TV show, nope. Okay. I consider this TV show the greatest TV show ever produced. Ever. Okay, so se 74 <laughs> to 78? Yeah. Okay. So, what, are you going to give me a hint? Like, are you going to, like, no, I'm just, just going to tell you. It's five seasons? Okay, yeah. all right. Okay. I'm, talk, I'm talking fun, about. Like, to try and guess. Okay, okay, I'll give you a hint. <laughs> okay. Do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. That's my hand. <laughs> TV show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Okay. Um, I'm talking about the six million dollar man. Do I'm trying to make his uh, oh, sound, bionic oh, sounds. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's better. Okay. Looks good in there, Roger. BCS arm switch is on. Okay, Victor. Landing rocket arm switch is on. Here comes the throttle. Circuit breakers in. We have separation. Roger. Inboard and outboards are on. We're coming forward with the side stick. Oh, looks good. Uh, Roger. I've got a blowout. Number three. Get your pitch to zero. Pitch is out. I can't hold altitude. Correction. Alpha hold is off. Trip selected. Emergency. Flight calm. I can't hold it. She's breaking up. She's breaking. Steve Austin. Astronaut. A man barely alive. We can rebuild him. We have the technology. We can make him better than he was. Better. Stronger. Faster. from 74 to 78 yes five wow. seasons long i guess uh, they, they were totally just the 70s yeah and, yeah and it's one of my favorites too that's your yeah. only that's and your that, only one that you loved well, okay, well like no i love the bunch of them but that was my favorite my absolute favorite you know it came on oh NBC, i love it too and i never yeah, missed an episode brother, and, and you talk about a, a unique tv series because it was completely different from episode to episode like one week he might be yeah. in a spaceship or on the moon. Next week he uh, maybe he's in a third world country, like helping a scientist defect to America. And then uh, then yeah. he, next week he might be underwater fighting sharks or something. You, you never know. A, or, he or he the, might be fighting a Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, like in the Pacific Northwest fighting Bigfoot, a, a robot Bigfoot yeah. at that. I mean, it was so. Yeah. Oh, oh, the Bigfoot I mean, one had the aliens in it too. Yeah. Like yeah. Stephanie Stephanie Powers was on that episode. Oh, right. She sure um, was. And that was the one. That was the one that the Bionic Woman was in too. Because I I yeah. totally remember. I love the Bionic Woman. Well, I was crazy you might as well say both of those shows. Cause it's it's kind of like the same show because you know they were, they had cameos of each other's shows and it was a spinoff yeah so it's kind of like did one you big know, show yeah did you know that the um the pilot episode of the bionic woman was like a two-hour special and that they were going to kill her off she wasn't supposed to live it was right. they were going to kill her and then well, they, well, they got did. such high ratings for that show yeah they did yeah, kill I guess her they did. but then they had then to then come back, back and, to life with yeah, the yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> they had, they had right. to make it look like they lied to him that she wasn't really dead you know that's right yeah and then they made them like yeah because they had to split them off in different directions and they couldn't have them getting married right off the first right, right. episode so then because <laughs> then that wouldn't have really worked but, but yeah i loved the bionic woman i loved her I loved her apartment that she had. She she lived with uh, Steve Austin's parents, and and she lived in that apartment. Like they, she lived in Ojai, you know. And and I don't know where he went to. He went off with the with the, um, you know, Oscar Goldman somewhere. And and um and then Jamie like lived in the apartment above where the parents' house is. You know, that was Steve's parents. Steve's parents were like actually when. Her parents were killed in a car wreck, yeah. and then she, they kind of like adopted her, which kind of seemed a little bit odd in itself, like because his parents were kind of her parents too. <laughs> but it seems a little bizarre, but um, but yeah, like I loved her uh, apartment, and I love like when they would show like her cleaning the whole apartment in like two seconds flat, like with, with her bionics, like she'd scrub everything down and like in in two minutes and yeah. be done. I mean, like, but I wish the I six that. six million dollar man. Me. Oh yeah, <laughs> what a concept though. Uh, for for a little kid, like you know, say how old was I like uh, when it came on, like six, seven? But you know, but for five years, I kind of grew up watching it for a while there. You know, 
five years of my yeah. life uh, watching every week. But, wow. but uh, the concept for a little kid, uh, yeah. uh, uh, test pilot, astronaut that gets uh, almost a fatal crash. They, they, they repair him with yeah. bionics. That's it called $6 million. That's why the title, but uh, yeah. they gave him two bionic legs, bionic arm and a bionic eye. And they make him a spy. I mean, how cool is that? You know, you know what? That is so weird that you say that because see, I've talked to people about like why I love this stuff so much. And I said about like the bionic woman too. And the $6 million man, their real life jobs. Like she was a tennis pro and then he was an astronaut. So like those are, and then she became a teacher and t taught like, um, like kids with like, like with, with problems, like, you right. know, like they, right. they, yeah. So, um, so those were all jobs that that anybody like well, you know like kids you know back then could like aspire to be like you know you you, you they they were good role models they were good you know um you know like you you could be a teacher you could be an astronaut and like even on like the show i love like isis she was a teacher too she was a she she was a science teacher so she was kind of like a female indiana jones went on an archaeology oh, yeah. you know that was cool and then my like some of my shows i had more shows like i did than just a six million dollar man i loved like i loved all the 70s shows like wonder woman charlie's angels the oh, incredible hulk grizzly adams yeah i love them and and the, the incredible hulk i mean i think to me the 70s version of the incredible hulk is better than the new stuff because you don't have all that cgi stuff oh yeah and lou frigno like, was awesome that was, was our cgi like, right there yeah <laughs> Dr. David Banner, physician, scientist, searching for a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. Then an accidental overdose of gamma radiation alters his body chemistry. And now when David Banner grows angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs. is driven by rage and pursued by an investigative reporter. Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. He was scary. I remember watching like on Friday nights, like I, we, we, we would have like slumber parties and like, like I'd go to my one friend's house and always on Friday night at eight o'clock, the Incredible Hulk come on. And when that whole scene like came on with him flipping the car over and turning into the Hulk. And then, and then you have the split, you know, screen of Bill Bixby and, and, and oh, the Hulk. Bixby. I mean, that was, that was creepy. And he must let the world think that he is dead until he can find a way to control the raging spirit that dwells within him. That's what was cool though, is that there were real, actors that played these characters and it wasn't cgi and it was like these and then they were just awesome like lindsey wagner and lee majors you know to see them doing like their stunts and their like them jumping over like bales of hay or jumping up really high you know um, me and my brother we used to you know race each other in the yard in, in slow, slow motion, motion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i did the same thing yeah <laughs> People, I, I, you know, people look out their windows like, what, what's wrong with that Bennett kid, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's slow motion. I know. I would do the same thing with ISIS. I'd pretend I was could fly, you know, and I'd pretend yeah. the wind was like going to pick me up. And I think my dad said one time, he, he thinks I fell off the curb and hit my head. And, and that's yeah. why I thought I could fly, you know, but, but yeah, you, you could play like, and you use your imagination. And, and it was just like the best time. Like, I, I feel bad for like kids today that don't have that kind of, um, connection to the, I mean, to, 
to TV because it's like you could still get good, um, like like on on ISIS, you could get a moral like out of every episode. They even good. have the morals that were taken out and then put back in um, for the for the um, special features on the DVD that they yeah. just did. They just did the new one, um, and so like they, there was always a moral on like you know don't. Uh, don't play with a gun or don't talk to strangers or don't hitchhike, you know? And I just think that's one of the things that's like lacking in, t- in today's stuff. It's just, you know, it's just all CGI. It's just, it's so, and it's so chaotic too. I, I can't even follow like the new uh, superhero uh, movies and stuff. Like, like even like the Avengers, if I, if I see that stuff, like in the movie theater, I, I totally forget what I just saw after I saw it because it's just so, I can't tell who's in what scene and it's just, and, and I, I don't know. It's just like my mind, you know, doesn't, you know, you know I, I liked it. That stuff, but. I think, I think Marvel does a little better job. I think DC's like a big mess, just a jumbled up mess on their movies or some of them. They, they're starting to get better, but, uh, but yeah, it well, wasn't anything like know, what we had in the eighties or seventies. Right. When you said, said about your favorite show too, you know, I, I don't know why, but I thought you were going to say Dukes, but then I thought you might say chips too. And cause I put, I like chips is one of my favorite and, and BJ and the bear. Do you remember BJ? Oh yeah. Bear? Yeah. Yeah, my brother loved that show. Like he was a truck driver. Yeah, and his best friend Bear is a monkey. Yep. Yeah, I love that show. And it's like, um, and, and then, then that had that spinoff. 80s. The the Sheriff Lobo show was a spinoff of that. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I guess Claude Atkins, I, I the Misadventures. Yeah, Misadventures yeah. of Sheriff Lobo. I, I never, I never tuned in for that because I liked, uh, I liked seeing Greg. And then, then there was a spinoff of that, BJ and the Seven Lady Truckers. So there's actually like. Three no. in uh, TV shows. I, I never knew that. See, look, it. it's it's so cool that we're like doing this because now I'm learning stuff. I never knew. Now I have to look this stuff up. So, um, yeah. Um, but like for like '80s TV, I mean, did you do you have a favorite '80s show? It's probably a Night Rider or Airwolf. One of those. Oh, Night Rider. The A Team. No, I, like I never those. saw Night Rider until this year. Night Rider. A shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. That was more a, a guy show. So, because so that's weird. Like, because you're you're gonna like. Hey, do you remember there was a show called um, Manimal? Oh yeah. Remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Simon oh, McCorkendale. What what a name. Yeah. Man. And wasn't Melanie Anderson in that sure, too? Yeah. That was in girl from Flash Gordon. It was in Flash Gordon. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. And then, um, yeah, I just and then Lucan. You remember Lucan because Lucan. I could, I never, yeah, Lucan, like with the, the wolves, the wolf raised boy, by the yeah. wolves. I wish they would have made more episodes of that. I, I, I feel like we were cheated on some of these shows that were like such had such great potential. And I wish like now that they would like go back for ideas because they seem to have run out of ideas, you know, on, on making stuff now that they'd go back to like the 70s and 80s when there were so many great ideas, but there were so many shows all at once that that some things that weren't you know, like as like maybe well advertised or something, they, they didn't have a, as good a shot at making it, you know, and now like, you know, they could go back and do a Lucan show, you know, Lucan, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and, and he was raised by wolves and ha- he could like run really fast and he could jump high and he could see really far. Like he, he had like the powers of a wolf and, and there was just like other shows like that, that, you know, like, like one of my favorite shows of the, the 80s I, I love the facts of life but my my favorite show is one it was i don't even know if it was on for like one or two seasons but it was double trouble oh yeah with the, the twins the yeah Single twins i remember yeah, that. liz and gene yeah yeah i love that show 
I, I just loved it. I loved their clothes. It, it was so 80s. It was like their clothes. Um, they were like aerobics dancers or, you know, um, it was kind of like a flash dancing kind of thing. Um, Patricia, I think Richards, was it Patricia? Richards? can't remember the name. So she was from Ho- Home Improvement, the mother from Home Improvement right. with, t- with, Tim, with Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Yeah. Yeah. She was on that show. Yeah. That was her first show was this Double Trouble. Okay. Like one of the first things she was ever on. So yeah, that was, and, and I think I have the whole thing on DVD. I think I I, I found it like on, um, I don't know, like some, some um, like eBay thing or something like that, that I found it. It's like a bad quality, but I wish that they would put some of these things out on DVD. Like some of these shows there's like sitting on a, uh, in somebody's closet somewhere and some, some producers, you know, I don't know where, where, you know, get collecting dust, you know, but they're out there, you know? So yeah. I wish that everything that we ever saw would ever, you know, ever, ever of all time, you know, would make it onto DVD at some point, but you know, that's, that's a dream. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, well, what about like, what about toys? Like, did you, did you have a favorite toy in like the seventies, eighties? What, what, what about those? Well, you know, uh, it kind of ties back into my favorite TV show. Uh, Six million dollar man, those action figures, that the action figure line that they put yeah. out that uh Kenner put out mm-hmm. in the mid-70s. Man, that was yeah. so cool. I love that stuff. And you know, he, he had the uh I don't know if your brother had one, but he had that eye you could look through the back of his head. Yeah, I have one. I oh, have, you one have one now. One? You know, cool. yeah, I collect seventies and eighties yeah. stuff. Like yeah, I now. Too. I have a whole room yeah. in my house. You have a whole room? Do you oh yeah, room? I got more than a room. I got an <laughs> attic and ten rooms. Oh. <laughs> it's all over my house. You got all your do you have your own personal stuff or did you like, see when I found eBay, like in the nineties, like right. I had to um, get relive my whole childhood all over yeah. again. And I had like the postman was coming like 15 to 20 times a day, bringing <laughs> me, you know, everything like from the ISIS, you know, uh, like merchandise and the, like she had, like she had um, like the Viewmaster reel, the, the shit puzzles. They they all had like different Comic different things. Books. And I remember I had a, a Chrissy doll like from when I was a kid that you could pull her ponytail out and make her hair hair longer. And I bought one like like I don't know when my son was a little bit younger and like he he couldn't he was terrified of anything that was a doll like a, a raggedy Ann doll. He I couldn't oh, even yeah. have one in my house. He didn't even want to know that there was one he, one here because it freaked him out so bad. But um when I was a kid though, like I, I loved, um, the, the, do you remember, I love my Barbies too. So I love dolls too. I mean, and I, I, I don't know if I even had a bionic woman doll, but I, I, I think I must've, cause I had the bionic woman beauty salon and I was such a huge bionic woman uh, fan that I, I probably had everything. They used to even have those, like those heads. And I think they might've had one for the bionic woman. It was like, I know they had one for Charlie's angels. that was a Barbie and you could do fair Fawcett's hair and, and put her makeup on and stuff like those were cool. And I, I, I they might've had one with Lindsay Wagner. Um, yeah, I, I but, remember the commercials um, for those. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, Hey, you, you I, just I reminded, love... you just reminded me of something. Uh, talking about the heads. I had this head. It was called, uh, Hugo, the man of a thousand yeah. faces. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you put uh-huh. all the disguises Change on. All the stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I totally remember that. I, yeah, I had, I had that Lester doll that was like, um, oh, yeah. it, it was like a ventriloquist doll. Right. I got that one. You know what I loved was, well, I loved the Jaws game. Did that you, was a lot of fun. You ever have oh that yeah, with the, with the that was fun. You fish the stuff shark. out of his mouth. Yeah, take, yeah. Pull out junk, and then it had rubber bands on the side, and had to like pull stuff out before the mouth closed on you and oh, yeah. then um i loved the, i had a creepy crawler maker 
Oh yeah, I remember, remember those. Yeah, you had the molds and you poured the liquid in there and it made the uh, like the yeah. creepy worm stuff. Yeah. It's a wonder we didn't burn our houses down with that. Oh stuff. yeah. Like because people were like playing up in their room with like with these with these things that you plug in and like you know like creepy crawler makers and uh, easy bake ovens. Easy bake and, ovens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my brother, my brother, we like we had so many toys, but like um you know we would make toys out of things that weren't toys. He he made like this whole thing with the popcorn popper one time. Took the hot air popcorn popper into his room and and popped all the popcorn and he was supposed to sell for the Boy Scouts and I think my parents had to uh, take a shovel and take out all the popcorn. But yeah, like we we just easy, we were easily entertained with with just oh, yeah. about anything. But but, but yeah, um, the six million dollar man toys that that were my favorite and this was like Kenner's most successful toy line until star wars came out you know then then everything you asked me if i still had some of my original toys i have a few of my star wars figures but everything else that i have now like you i bought off ebay did you okay yeah Yeah. i don't know like we used to have see we uh, when i was a kid we used to have yard sales and my mom would say if we sold our toys we could have the money you know so like if if we sold our stuff so like now that's where i think most of my stuff went like was off to a yard sale somewhere in the 70s you know and and then i bought something else that was like the new thing that was out because you know, this is the thing, um, and and this is what I wanted to say about, like, the toy stuff, you know, is that um, when I was a kid, we only got toys on our birthdays and at Christmas time, you know, my parents never went off to Walmart, you know, every week and bought me something, like, we didn't even have a Walmart, there was, like, no, no Walmart in Punxsutawney, you know, so not, not until now, you know, but when I was a kid, you know, you just got toys on your birthday and at Christmas, and that's what made Christmas so awesome, you know, I mean, you know, one, one Christmas, I got the Honey Hill, you know, bunch dolls, I got the Game Perfection, I got the Bionic Woman Beauty Salon, and that was like an awesome year, I mean, and I remember my brother getting like the G.I. Joe stuff, the Stretch oh, yeah. Armstrong, Love G.I. you know, Joe. he, we, I, we used to, I mean, we could talk about more about Christmas in the eighties when we get closer to Christmas, because those are some of my favorite memories. But I remember like, we wouldn't be allowed to go like downstairs and, and look at our uh, stuff until my parents were up. And so I'd hold on to my brother's feet and like dangle him off of the, you know, the, 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 the staircase. And he'd be like, Ooh, you know, I got a Muppet drum set, you know, or it's like animal on it, you know, and he would be like, you could see it. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't rap because it was, you know, Santa Claus didn't, wrap our stuff in the 70s and 80s he just stuck it under the tree so um yeah that's that's how we 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 did stuff then but we couldn't go down there and we would i don't even know how we slept on christmas oh Eve. i really yeah don't i could not go to sleep was, for anything yeah but but somehow santa claus had to come so like we yeah. had to have you know but it didn't see it seemed like that night was the longest night ever that you know it was never going to end and it was never going to come and you know, I just, and I have such great Christmas memories. And so I can't wait until when we do a Christmas, you know, whole episode on Christmas, you know, and, and talk about that more because I, I just love Christmas in the seventies and eighties. It was such a, a great, great time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, another one of my favorite uh, toys from back then was the evil Knievel figure in that stunt cycle. You remember the one you would wind up? Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. you pulled a thing. No, you just you just wind thing. it up. No, that that was another toy, but the the motorcycle one you just turned the little crank. It had like a, oh. Yeah, there was no. one you pulled yeah, the string and it would a take boy off. Thing. Yeah, yeah, the other one and it had like a ramp and he would pop a wheelie and jump a ramp and you could jump stuff with it all over the house. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure my I should tell everybody my my brother's name is Critter. You know, so if I refer to Critter, you know, it's like we will talk about how he got his name cuz it has something to do with something a product of the 70s, you know, but um he was a product of the 70s too. But um 
uh, yeah, he, he had all the boy stuff. And he, I, I remember him like playing over in his room, like, like, uh, you know, after we had like dinner every night, like he, he'd play up there on his, his, with his matchbox cars and his Legos, you know, for like all night, you know, and we just played, like we just played all the time. And now I think kids, they, they, they're so um, disconnected to like playing because they're all, everything is, is online. Everything is, is technology. It's not like using your, um, like you were saying, you know, about playing outside and, and having forts and, and, and doing that kind of stuff. That's, that's all we did, you know, as oh, yeah. kids, it was awesome. You know, we had forts and we had, we would like um, dam up the Creek in our backyard and, and like, you know, swim in it. And, 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 and we would have, you know, play with the neighborhood kids and we'd have uh, clubhouses. We'd, we'd climb trees. We had tree houses. It was just, we just always were outside playing from like, from, morning till night and yeah and i think my mom's rule so was different. when it got dark we had to come home yeah and they didn't care where you went yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like they didn't know where you were you know it's <laughs> like yeah you're in a tree you know you're good yeah hey, so hey but, did um, you have uh did yeah. you have arcades growing up did, yeah you know what I, we had an actual yeah we had we had we well Personally, we had a pinball machine in our basement. So like that was pretty cool. Like that we actually had our own pinball machine, but I was kind of like an arcade junkie when there was a pac machine, a Pac-Man machine, like, you know, anywhere in town, I knew where it was. You yeah. know, I was just, and then, and then um, we had um, uh, an actual arcade called family fun. And I remember they had like they had pinball machines and every arcade game that you could ever think of. Like they had, had everything. What was your and favorite? One of the, well, I had, I had many cause I was, like I said, a junkie on, when it came to arcade games. My, my, I think my favorite, well, I, I was like, a, I love Pac-Man, but when Mrs. Pac-Man came along, I loved Mrs. Pac-Man and I loved, I loved Donkey Kong, but then I loved Donkey Kong Jr. Like, and then I loved, I loved Dig Dug and I loved Frogger. I loved them all, you know, yeah. and, um, and we are giving away uh, a, a Frogger mini arcade uh, game that, uh, we will, I'm going to tell you about how to, how to, uh, go on our, um, Facebook page and, uh, you're going to hear our code word here coming up on what you need to do and what you need to do with that code word to win it. But, you know, the, I, you know, where I went to get this game, they had all of them. They had like Hubert, they had asteroids, they had space invaders, they had Frogger, you know, and I figured Frogger was like, he, he's, everybody loves Frogger. You know, yeah. and, and I talk about that, like with my son, you know, about how like these new video games that, they're, they're, you know, Frogger, you didn't like, he didn't pull out like an Uzi and shoot you point blank in the face. You <laughs> yeah. know, he, he just got squashed on the road and that was that, you know, yeah. and, but I love them all. And I remember, I, I think I was in the seventh grade when we got an Atari for Christmas that year and how totally lame the graphics were compared to now. But, oh my God, when they like came out with the, with the game Pitfall. Just last night, I was lost in the jungle with Pitfall Harry, surrounded by giant scorpions and man-eating crocodiles. Well, Harry and I just grabbed the van, swung through the trees, and over the tar pits and found the jungle treasure. It was really neat. If you haven't met Pitfall Harry, you're missing the year's most incredible video game adventure. Pitfall for the Atari 2600 and in television. Since I met Pitfall Harry, no other man will do. Pitfall, designed by David Crane for Activision. Oh, I thought that Pitfall, was the coolest yeah. thing ever. Yeah, I wish they would have turned that into something. Pitfall like, Harry. You know, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember jumping on the uh, the crocodile's noses, trying to get across the pit. 
you swing on the van. Yeah, yeah, they bite yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, but um, what what was your favorite arcade game? Did you? Oh did you have, man, did yeah. you like arcade games? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember uh, a small town I grew up in in uh, Louisiana. There was a, a store called Roland's. It's kind of like a, a convenience store, meat market type thing. But he built a whole extra room onto his uh, store just to make an arcade. And, you know, it wasn't big. It probably had like maybe 10 games or so. But but I remember after school, uh, me and my buddies, we'd all, we'd walk from school to the arcade and we would play games, you know. I, I, we didn't stay all day because you only had so much money, you know, and, and those quarters would go yeah. fast. But uh, he had about 10 games in there. But I remember, um, hey, you remember how you place your quarters on the, the top to kind of. Yeah, to save your game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, like you were next after this guy. So you'd go ahead yeah. and put your quarters up there. Yeah. yeah. So we, we'd yeah, line up yeah. our cores. But I, I think uh, Joust was one of my favorites that he had in that arcade. But then also our skating rink, when I'd go on Friday nights, they had a, a Defender game, and I loved Defender. That was fun. But, uh, but I liked them all. I, I played, you know, Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, all those you were naming. But uh, I remember, yeah. what about like in the malls? They had some cool arcades in the malls. Like we had one called Aladdin's Castle. And I saw just the you know, other day. There was, if, no, uh, there was no mall in Punxsutawney. Oh, really? Didn't have a mall? But we yeah, had the, a mall. The, the, um, <laughs> Aladdin, Aladdin's Castle was the arcade in the mall. But I saw one of my friends just the other day on uh, Facebook. He posted a picture of uh, one of those game tokens that you would use instead of quarters. And it said yeah. Aladdin's Castle on it. He still had one. That, that was cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know yeah, the reason a, why well, you would actually, use those, but instead of a quarter, I mean, it didn't make sense to me. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know either because I, I now that you say that, I totally remember doing that. There was an arcade game in Dubois that was the closest mall to Punxsutawney, and I remember going over there and, and like there was a machine I think that you put money in and it gave you the tokens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like I totally forgot about tokens. I, I that yeah because it's like why not just put the money in the in the thing, but. Maybe they kept all the money together in one thing instead of having it all over the, you know, the the, the games, I guess. But yeah. yeah, I remember there was a there was a pinball machine I used to play with my like best friend, and if she listens to this, you know, podcast, I, I she'll she'll I, I know she'll remember it. But it had to do with a circus, and it had like all these. Um, like things in it that like, like a fun house or something it was it was like my favorite like pinball game we played it all the time and it's like and they, there were cool pinball ga games i would love to get one i would love to have a flash gordon pinball machine oh, someday yeah, or a kiss awesome. kiss kiss would be awesome i know they they're out there you know and i and one day i will have a um i did we actually had like when i was on my whole um thing of uh, buying back my childhood you know i did buy a full-size return of the jedi arcade game and Sweet. it came it came on a tractor trailer truck brought it to my house and it's like i i'm sure my husband was like what the heck you know it's like but we put it in our kitchen and then and then my son it was before we moved to where we are now so like my son he might have been seven or eight at the time. And I know he had brought some friends over to play it and they broke it. And then I could never find anybody to fix it. And so, and I brought it with me to this house and we tried to find people because I actually have a jukebox in my seventies, eighties, uh, room, oh, cool. you know, and it only plays seventies and eighties music. And I, and I want a full size arcade game. And, and I thought maybe the same company that I got the jukebox from could fix it, but, uh, no, but I, I think I donated it to, somebody but you know but i i'm i you know I, I, my dream is to have like one that has like pac-man and a lot of the, the they they have like maybe um like you know multiple games in them now like you know like Mrs. Oh, yeah. pac-man has 
you right. know, uh, other stuff. And I would love to have one. Want to talk about our favorite bands? Want to talk about that? What? What? Who did? Who do you like? And uh, well, for music? And well, the- if you would ask me back then, it'd probably be a completely different answer. But uh, I don't know. In my old age now, I probably uh, the haters are going to hate. But I'd say uh, yeah. probably Bon Jovi is probably my favorite now. But uh, I like their songs. Okay. I mean, they mainly sing ballads, and I'm a ballad guy. You know, I, li- I like songs that tell stories. So, uh, and my favorite song yeah, from I, I love- is Wanted Dead or Alive. Uh, always love that song. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? I loved MTV in the 80s, okay? And that's when I saw it was in 1987 when I was, like, living in Virginia when I was a travel agent. And I only had a 13-inch, like, little black and white TV. And when the song Wanted Dead or Alive would come on, um, I would have to – I'd have to – I, I, it was so small and my TV that I have to get my glasses. So like I'd run down the hall, grab my glasses, come back, watch the movie or watch the video. And um, it was in black and white. And so I, every video of, of mine in the, in the eighties was black and white because I had a black and white TV, <laughs> you know? So like, so I never knew that one and dead or alive was actually meant to be black and white until I got a color TV down the road. Wow. And I'm like, well, that was kind of, that kind of blew my mind. Cause I thought, you know, it was just because I had a black and white TV, but, but I, I like those, the, I, I like, I like those, uh, like hair band, you know. Kinda, oh yeah. I love the um, hair bands. They're my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I love Def Leppard, a uh, Def Leppard winger, you know, I yeah, love them. Um, but I, yeah, I liked him, liked him a lot. Yeah. My, but I, I liked, uh, journey and journey. I, I never actually went to any concerts in the eighties because like my, my parents, you know, we're kind of strict and never wanted me to go. I miss seeing, Lo- I, I could have gone to see Lover Boy and I could have gone to see Brian Adams back then, but never got to. So um, I did get to see Brian Adams now. Like I kind of relived my whole, uh, everything that I missed out on in the 80s since they're still touring. A lot of these pl- people are still touring, which is hard to believe. Um, I saw, I think actually my first concert I ever went to, I hate to say it was 98 degrees. I went with my mother in the late nineties and we like, there was only 16 year old girls and I was in my thirties. So it was, that was kind of lame. But um, the second concert I went to was journey. And then, um, and, and then I've seen, I've seen a lot of people. I've seen um, a lot of concerts, you know, in the last 20 years of 80s people. But the one I, two I would love to see would be Night Ranger and Lover Oh, Boy. I saw them. I saw Night Ranger in the concert at a casino. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah love, some of my I other, my other top my bands back then, you know, like Sticks and Night Ranger and Foreigner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Foreigner. Yeah. Foreigner's another one I'd love I'd loved to see them. I, I think they still tour. I know they, they were touring up. And down. I don't know when, when um, you know, anybody's ever going to get to tour again. You know, it's like it yeah. just doesn't seem like with everything going on, like it's safe. But um, I'm glad I'm glad that we I got to do what I got to do when I did it because, you know, it's like now it's everything. I was going to actually this year, um, James Taylor and Jackson Brown were going to come to Hershey, which is not far from us. And I, my aunt was going to come visit me from Arizona and we were going to go see them. And, and she and I have never been to a concert ever. And I thought that would be really cool. And then, and then actually I heard Jackson Brown had got coronavirus. And uh. so, you know, they, they've rescheduled it till next to 2021. Um, so maybe, maybe everything will smooth over by then and yeah. I'll get to go see them. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, uh, but, 90, 90% of the time I'm still listening to seventies and eighties, uh, classic rock and, you know, in my car at home. And because of that, my yeah. daughter, my daughter knows all the songs too, because she's been in the car with me growing up, you know, and I'm singing my heart yeah. out. 
I still yeah. like, like every you know other, every Saturday morning, I'll be in my kitchen making pancakes and my dog's watching me and he hears me singing, you know, Wanted Dead or Alive at the top of my lungs, you know. I wonder what he thinks yeah. about me. <laughs> Uh, he probably knows all the words too. Like, um, it's like, uh, you know, I did the same thing like with my son, like he, he, he would kind of make fun of me, you know, with the 80s stuff, you know, but he, he knows every single like word to every single 80s song ever made. And then he'll come to me with like new music and he'll say, Hey, doesn't this sound like the eighties or, and I'm like, Hey, just give it up. Like, just listen to the eighties. Like, you know, don't try and find new people that sound like the eighties. Like just listen to the eighties. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's like, you know, and, and I said, I mean, cause he actually, he, he loves this band called the 1975, which I thought was a cool name for a band you know i don't even know why they picked it but he actually got won tickets to go see them through his job and um my hu husband had to kind of suffer through it um but um but i don't mind their music i i think they're actually pretty cool um they they do they have a kind of 80 sound to them which i'm kind of glad you know because like the new stuff i just no um no 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 for me um i'd rather you know go back i i'm i'm more um you know, into the seventies when it comes to music than, than the eighties, like to, you know, really, if I have to be honest, you know, like that is my, I like that, um, you know, yeah, that easy listening, you know, stuff like player and Ambrosia and Orleans and all, yeah. all those bands from the seventies. Yeah. So, well, cool. but anyway, we, 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 maybe we should thank everybody for listening. Yeah, to us let's, uh, on and on. let's, let's jump, <laughs> you know? jump off here. Uh, we don't want to make our podcast too long and, uh, Right. But, uh, but now that we got our introductions out of the way in this episode, uh, the next episodes won't have that. So we have more time just to talk about, uh, jump right in the 70s and 80s and, uh, right. in the future. But uh, yeah, we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we hope you join us for yeah. each and every episode. Uh, we hope you subscribe to the podcast. And we'd love, uh, love for you to interact with us on our Facebook page and stuff. Give us feedback so we can make the show better. Uh, so uh Lisa, you want you want to tell them about the websites and all that, and also give yeah. the, the the rules for the uh, the Frogger giveaway. Right. Um, yeah, you ha you have to go on um, our Facebook page, which is um, Pop Ninja, and you have to send us a private message. The code word for this podcast for to win the prize to win the mini frogger arcade game the code word is cubert you have to go on our uh, facebook page and send us a private message and tell us what the code word is cubert and then you will be eligible uh to win and then we'll pick a winner and then when we send you um the you know the prize we'd love for you to take a picture of you holding it and then we can post it on our facebook page for people to see it and we will have a website too it's, it'll be popninja.net and we want you to uh, go on and like our page and share it and tell all your friends and have them like and share it because we're every um time we do an episode we're going to give a prize away and some of it will be like personally autographed by some of our favorite 70s and 80s celebrities that we're going to have coming up um, you know, our next, I think Patrick can tell people like what our next episode is going to be about and what we'll be do, talking about on then. Uh, but we really want you to interact with us. We want you to go on um, our uh, Facebook page and we'll have a, um, like a thread, a post about arcade games. We'd like to hear from all of you and tell us about what your favorite arcade game was growing up too. We want you to be part of this with us and we want you to talk about your own memories. Awesome. Well, Lisa, thanks for hanging out with me today. It's been an absolute blast talking 70s and 80s pop culture with you. Uh, 
next uh, episode, we're going to be talking about parties in the 70s and 80s. I know y'all had a lot of birthday parties, Christmas parties, summer parties. We're going to be talking about them. All right. And as, as we sign off, I want, to, I want to leave everyone with this final thought. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it.